Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends, and happy March. Still a little not sure I'm loving how quickly this year is going by, but very excited about where it's going. I just got back from Paris. If you missed the last episode, I was there for a Joe Dispenza retreat. It was amazing. I mean, the entire trip was amazing. So much good food, so much fun. It was just so smooth. Aside from the jet lag, the jet lag was the worst I have ever experienced. I was literally yeah, taken out for several days after. I was a little bit sick after. We basically were taking like three or four hour naps throughout most of the trip because sleeping through the night wasn't working for most of the trip. <laughs> but obviously, I, I I don't know, maybe not obviously. I can't survive on less than eight hours of sleep. I still struggle with eight hours if it's not been a good quality eight hours. So needless to say, I was definitely <laughs> struggling during and after the trip. But Everything else in every other way was so great, so amazing. Got so many takeaways from the retreat, and that was actually what this podcast episode was going to be about. But as you'll hear in my introduction, it went a little bit of a different direction while still incorporating a lot of the takeaways, and I think ended up being something that is much more practical and applicable and hopefully empowering for you guys and helping you overcome anxiety. Before we dive into that though, I wanted to share this week's magic. I'm literally pulling it up right now because I don't want to mess up any of the facts about this. It is called Kachava and it's a superfood protein powder. And I'm not that big of a fan of fake food, like bars, powders, things like that. They usually don't fill me up very much and they usually have a lot of filler ingredients that are not great for you. However, I am a huge fan of Kachava. It is literally jam-packed with so many amazing ingredients. It has plant-based protein, which I really, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about. I feel like both plant-based and cow-based proteins are, they have their their pros and cons. Um, but if you are plant-based, it is a plant-based protein powder. They have an omega-3 and fiber blend added. They have an antioxidant super fruit blend, which has lots of antioxidant rich fruits in it. There's an adaptogen blend. So lots of mushrooms, which help with brain health and mood and all those great things. There's a super greens blend. So you've got, you know, your spinach, your broccoli, your kale, and like 15 more ingredients, to be honest. There's a probiotic and a digestive enzyme blend in it. And then there are so many freaking vitamins. A, C, D, E, B, 1, B2, B3, B6, B12, like all kinds of things. Zinc, magnesium, yeah, potassium, biotin, iron. There's just a lot in here. And I've never seen something that has such a great ingredient list is so pure and clean 
while being so packed with so many things that are so helpful. Um, it also has 25 grams of protein per serving, seven grams of fiber, 25 carbs, and seven grams of fat. So it's really balanced. But I think aside from like all the stats, I just love cachava because first of all, it tastes so freaking good. It tastes like a chocolate milkshake and I literally blend it with water and ice. And occasionally I'll put a little bit of like chocolate syrup or half and half or something if I want it a little richer or I've been actually adding in a little bit of avocado which makes it creamy but it just tastes so good even just with water and ice and I also feel really good after I drink it I feel a little bit more alert a little bit more energized and awake I also think it's been helping with skin and hair health a little bit overall I've been consuming it regularly for a couple of months now I took a little bit of a break over Christmas because I was just yeah not not being the healthiest human but enjoying life as we are supposed to, and indulging. Don't regret it, but yeah, it felt really good to come back to it. I love incorporating it into my either morning or early afternoon and thought you guys might love it too. So I will have it linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. So this week's podcast topic is not really what I was planning on talking about. I was planning on doing more of a recap of all of my takeaways from the retreat I went to in Paris with Joe Dispenza. And some of those takeaways are definitely infused into this content, especially because I've been implementing some of these things that I've been learning over the last like two years, even before I knew about Joe Dispenza. And his work, uh, there's a lot of just overlap in this stuff and positive psychology and manifestation. And I always think it's just so incredibly cool. The more I read, the more I find people talking about this stuff that actually know what they're talking about, the more I'm just like, wow, it's like everybody's all saying the same things. It's just sometimes more from a spiritual perspective, sometimes more from a scientific perspective, sometimes more of a personal experience and growth perspective. And it's just, yeah, it's really cool to see the consistency in these kind of universal principles that I feel like I've been learning and implementing that have just been so empowering and transformative for me in my life. But anyway, I was planning on doing that and I had written most of an outline and fleshed a lot of it out a few days earlier and had kind of set aside a lot of this morning and the afternoon to finish like fleshing it out and record and hopefully start editing and I woke up so anxious. I was just kind of like off and scattered and I waited. I have been waking up and doing a meditation within like 10 to 15 minutes of waking up pretty much every morning and I ended up like doom scrolling on social media and then feeling bad about that because I'd actually not been waking up and getting on email or social media right away. And I'd been really proud of myself. That was a goal. And I'd been loving how I was feeling and just feeling like I was in my day more and just in my power and present. And so I was kind of like beating myself up then. And it took me almost an hour actually to do my meditation. And I finally did it. And I dropped in and I definitely did some good work in the meditation. But I like came out of it early and so then I was beating myself about that and then I was going to go, I was supposed to go for a walk after my meditation and coffee and then um, I'm trying to do a little bit more fasted cardio or quasi-fasted cardio and I ended up just snacking and then I was like, well, I might as well eat breakfast and like I just like 
kept getting more and more anxious because then like my morning was more and more thrown off. I was more and more out of line from the things that I had been wanting to be doing and was beating myself up and getting more and more anxious about being able to actually do the podcast this morning because I was like, crap, like when I'm anxious and I'm in fight or flight and it's, you know, scientifically proven, like it's just really hard to be creative and you just, yeah, creativity is something that comes from a state of ease and inspiration and openness and when we're anxious, we are not easeful, we are not open, we are constricted and in self-preservation mode, not an expansive place very constrictive place and so then I started getting more anxious about oh my gosh like what if I can't like tap into what I need to to really get this done and recorded and just kept getting worse and worse and then I'm procrastinating more got on social media again and then I was like oh my gosh okay this is not working I need to just stop and I need to take care of myself and if I don't do the podcast this morning it wasn't meant to get done this morning and I will figure out another time to do it it's going to come through it has to come through and this kind of trust in the universe is something that I've been really, really working on a lot and just trusting how I'm being guided and surrendering. And I feel like I should do a half a podcast or a podcast on surrender because I feel like I've been learning so much about surrender and acceptance um, and the power of those things. But, but that's what I did. I kind of surrendered and let go of my plan and my timeline because I was getting so attached to it that I was making myself so anxious and worse off and I decided to just sit down and I was like maybe I'll do a meditation I'm gonna just deep breathe for a few minutes here and then I'm just gonna like express and sure enough I started writing out everything that was in me and what was going on and just the shift I was already feeling and this is like when the magic happens. Like I felt so much of the tension that was being stored in my body just kind of melt away and I started to feel more expansive and more at ease and I had all these downloads coming to me, especially about anxiety. Um, it's something that I've dealt with a lot in my life. I I didn't even realize how anxious of a person I was until I started reading things about mental health and psychology and anxiety and I was like oh I realized I was basically operating from a state of fear and anxiety 24-7 that was my status quo and I realized how much that I have actually changed and shifted out of that and I think it is a little jarring to me sometimes when I have these moments of anxiety like this because they are getting so less and less frequent and less and less powerful and so I'm really sensitive to them and they they do get to me a little bit because I'm not used to living this way anymore which is really cool and really exciting but I realized as I was just like expressing and writing that I think I actually need to have this podcast episode focused on anxiety and the things that have really helped me make this something that is such a smaller and smaller part of my mind and body and life. And it's just it's just cool to realize that when we when we surrender and we just accept what's going on and I just want to note that surrendering is not giving up. This is why I feel like I should 
do more on surrender and acceptance because I have a lot to say about them. But surrender is not giving up. And acceptance is not meaning that we're not changing things and that we are allowing things to stay this way for forever. It means to me surrender and acceptance. It means that we are taking our hands off the steering wheel, stopping backseat driving. I think an Uber analogy is just such a great analogy for this, to be honest. We don't need to drive the car. We put in the destination, we get to sit back, we get to relax, and we get to trust that we're going to get to that end destination and let the universe work a little magic. Let the universe support us. Let the universe do things in a way that maybe we wouldn't have thought of because we are only seeing things from our perspective and we are so in the 3D world used to trying to make things, make matter move by moving matter. And when you get into energy work and and manifestation and quantum physics, you realize so much of this world is energy. 99.9% of the world is energy. And 0.001%, or there might even be three zeros in there, is actual 3D matter. But most of us spend most of our lives trying to create change through working matter instead of energy, which is the majority of what this world is made up of. So... It's just kind of funny though. I'm going to end up sharing so many takeaways from the Joe Dispenza retreat anyway. This is something that's like I learned from him. I didn't even realize that most of the world was energy. Um, but it is if you study quantum physics. Um, and again, I mentioned his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, in my last podcast as the magic for the week. You'll learn all of this stuff. He explains the quantum physics behind manifestation. But we so often get so attached to outcomes. We get so attached to doing things our way that we create more tension and more friction. And I just have found the magic always comes when I can let go and be in flow and trust. I'm not letting go of my end desire. And to me, that's more of a feeling and a general outcome. It's not a specific outcome that I'm attached to and there is a difference there but if I can just let go and know that okay this podcast is going to get done I don't need to stress out about it I don't need to bully myself into doing something that I'm clearly not in a state to do let me take care of myself let me release my agenda for the day exactly how I saw it going and open myself up to magic and the magic always comes like it's always what we want or something better and I am so much more excited about what I want to share with you guys today in terms of anxiety because I feel like it's going to be even more powerful than just a summary of my takeaways from the retreat. It's actually an application to a problem that so many of us struggle with and I myself had pretty much given most of my power to for a lot of my life. So I want to break this down into kind of two sections, although they're really not separate, but they feel separate to us. And I'm going to explain why they're not as separate as we think. But the first is anxiety that you really don't know where it's coming from. It's just kind of like taken over you. And you're just in fight or flight. You're anxious. Yeah, you're, you can't even begin to think about trying to figure out why you're anxious. You just are. You don't know. You might, you might even think that there's not a reason. There is usually. Um, but then the second part would be anxiety when you do know the reason and you 
can pinpoint a person, a situation, problem, whatever. And the reason why they're actually not as separate as you would think is because almost all the time, and this is something that I actually have learned through studying psychology, and I've read this in quite a few people's works, including Joe Dispenza's, but his is the most recent, and I feel like he did such a great job connecting everything. I'm going to refer to his work a little bit more with this, but our thoughts create our emotions. Um, And you can find this, you know, if you look up the model for coaching, like this is the foundation to so many coaches, coaching practice and mindset work. But a lot of us don't give it the weight we should. And Joe's work helped me do that because he he shows scientifically like how the chemistry in our brain and our bodies work and it's connected. When we have a thought, it creates a chemical that signals the body to create a feeling or emotion. So our thoughts literally create a chemical reaction that results in a feeling in our body. So if you are feeling anxious, it is coming from a thought that you are having, a thought that you are either aware of or a thought that you are not aware of. And I think that has been probably the bulk of a lot of the work that I've done over the last couple of years is self-awareness and thought awareness. I lived most of my life a slave to my emotions. And I literally, like if you had tried to tell me some of this stuff five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to hear you. And I would have probably been offended that you tried to tell me that I had control over my emotions. I, I literally would argue. I remember arguing with my dad like one day. I was like, I am so stressed. You don't understand. I can't control this. Like I'm just, I'm so stressed. Like, and I felt so helpless. I literally felt like I was driven by my emotions. And I lived a slave to my emotions for a lot of my life. And I was like, oh, I'm just a highly sensitive person. I'm just an empath. And like those things are true. I think I definitely am much more of a feeler and have a lot more feelings and feel a lot more strongly maybe than somebody who's not an empath. But I have learned over the last few years that I actually am not enslaved to my emotions. I actually have power over them. And the reason why I have power over them is because I actually have power over my thoughts. I didn't know until a couple of years ago that I didn't have to accept and keep every single thought that passed through my brain. I didn't realize I had power over my mind, that I could choose to not accept thoughts and choose to replace them with better ones. And that those better ones would create better chemical reactions and feelings and emotions in my body and that is so incredibly empowering and it it took me a while to get there it took me a while to for a long time being a victim and being disempowered I was addicted to it it was my normal it felt safe It, it provided safety for me you know you go to a friend or a therapist and you tell them how you're being treated or wronged you get empathy, you get support, you have people who want to help you and protect you. So it, it served me for a while and it was a great, helpful way to handle hard things in my life and what I was going through. But eventually, it started to become more of a hindrance than a help as I did a lot more healing work. I kind of got tired of not being in the driver's seat of my life. And as I started to do healing work and learned it kind of started with learning how to calm my nervous system when I was really dysregulated or in fight or flight or overwhelmed with emotion learning things as I became better and better at regulating my nervous system I realized I had more control over my emotions and my body than I thought I did 
And then from doing a lot of reading about mental health, mindset, psychology, I started to realize I actually had a lot more control over my thoughts than I realized. And doing that rewiring of my thoughts and I started seeing myself and my life slowly start to shift and change. And it just resonates with me so much more the more I actually practice this and allow myself to be in my power when it comes to my thoughts and my emotions and then the reality that I create from that, the more I actually love it because I'm in the driver's seat. I get to choose. I'm not a victim. And it's the more I healed, the more being a victim just was no longer attractive to me anymore. It no longer served me. It actually was holding me back from a much more exciting and amazing and expansive life. So to kind of tie it back to the outline, because I love organization a little bit, I think that would be the first thing that I would recommend. If you are, if you just feel so overwhelmed by your anxiety, your feelings, you're really struggling, I would really recommend finding tools that you can keep in a toolbox that you can go to whenever you're really triggered and pull those out to try to help yourself get regulated. Just to kind of go in a little bit more in depth into the ones that have helped me the most, breath work is a really, really powerful way to calm your nervous system. You can literally signal to your body that you're safe through breath work because obviously your breathing gets accelerated, your heart rate gets accelerated when you're anxious and choosing to slow down your breath and force yourself to breathe slower, it's such a great way to Tell your body and your brain, hey, we're okay here. So you kind of take your power back from your body that's starting to (laughs) get all wound up. Walking. I really, really cannot tell you the way walking. Just get outside, out of your environment that is causing the stress or that the stress is happening or anxiety is happening and moving your body. Ideally in the sunshine, obviously, depending on where you live, and I, I don't feel, I, I don't feel, I used to feel crazy. I don't feel crazy anymore the more I understand this stuff. This is why I moved to California because I know how much that stuff can help me and sunlight and being outside can help me when I'm dysregulated. And I had a lot of healing still to do when I chose to move to California. And I, that was one of the biggest reasons why I chose to move here. But even if you can't access sunlight, if you can just get outside, if you can go to a treadmill, get out of the environment you're in, that you're having the meltdown feeling the stress or anxiety, and walk, move your body. And the getting out and the moving your body together, for me, it actually not only helps me to feel calm, not be so in my head, it actually also ends up usually leaving me in a creative state. Like it gets my brain waves from high beta to beta to alpha. And Again, some Joe Dispenza stuff. I knew this would end up coming out anyway because this stuff is so all related. But basically, we're usually, our brainwaves are usually in beta throughout the day, which our analytical mind is very strong when it's in beta. When it's in high beta, that's kind of like anxiety. You're really wound up and your analytical mind is even more active. And it's like very focused on the physical things like time, your body, what you're doing, keeping you safe. Alpha, your brainwaves are a little slower and 
the anaclital mind is quieter and it's actually a state where you can be in creativity and flow. And so it just goes to show you the power that some of these things can have. I literally go into alpha most of the time when I start out in high beta anxious. I end up going on a walk and I end up getting ideas for captions, responding to emails, having a podcast idea, like having a great conversation, recording a voice memo about some breakthrough I had about a block. It's actually wild to me how powerful walking can be. And I know there's all the little TikToks about like, you know, going on a silly little walk for my silly little mental health. But I think it's a thing for a reason. Like it's sometimes the simplest things like breathing, walking, they end up helping so much. And then as I mentioned in the intro, the thing that helped me a lot this morning, I did breathe for a minute, but then I just started expressing and accepting and surrendering if you can accept where you're at and what you're feeling I swear to you it will help you move past it it is like magic the way and Carl Rogers I think I mentioned this in my first podcast episode Carl Rogers is a famous psychologist a money coach Amanda Francis I used to listen to her work a lot she would quote him And it stuck with me because it really, I implemented it and it helped me so much. But he said, the curious paradox is when I accept myself, then I can change. And every single time, sometimes not immediately, but I always, when I actually accept myself with whatever I'm struggling with, shame, guilt, frustration, fear, anxiety, focusing on an outcome, if I can just like be with myself, love and accept myself in that I can start to release it. And then I feel like kind of tied into accepting for me is expressing. And sometimes I express first. Sometimes I just like dump everything that I'm thinking and feeling out onto uh, like a note um, or into my journal, a note on my iPhone, Um, or I record a voice memo or I record a voice note to a friend or text or whatever. um, And half the time I don't even send it. I just, I get it out. Sometimes I need to accept that I'm really anxious or really upset or really not okay and then I'm able to express. But I end up doing both of those things together and I just expressing is also just so powerful. I feel like when we keep things bottled inside of us, they end up becoming so much bigger and more intense to us than they actually are and just just the act of expressing and getting them out can be so powerful in terms of loosening their power over us and just getting a little space from them because for me sometimes just getting it out it's almost like a permission slip to myself to stop thinking about it because I'm like well I'm not going to forget it I'm not like just brushing this under the rug it's out and I can come back to it and I can revisit it if I need to and I usually do because that's also really helpful work that I'll dive into And the second part of this, which is when you do know what you're anxious about, it's really helpful for figuring out what you're anxious about, figuring out those thoughts that are really causing you so much anxiety that you didn't even realize. Like I can't even tell you the stuff that comes out sometimes and I'm like, damn, I'm really worrying about all these things that I didn't even think I was worried about. Like you know, you think you do the work and sometimes our subconscious programming is just so strong or powerfully wired. It just like just comes out when you don't even realize and you realize you got more rewiring to do. But 
expressing and accepting. Really powerful to do when you just have a lot of anxiety and you don't know what to do with it or where it's coming from. Just accept it. And some other things that really help me regulate. Pilates and stretching. I always feel so much more relaxed and calmed when I move my body in those gentle ways. I know yoga really helps too. I've not really gotten into yoga yet, although I something I want to try more. Um, but the Pilates I do is very similar to yoga and has a lot of stretching. So I think it's kind of in that whole realm of just moving your body in ways that I actually don't know the science of why. I just know it really helps. And I know so many trauma-informed coaches and therapists really recommend that as well as a way to regulate your nervous system. And then hot and cold therapy. And I am still trying to get myself to be more into the cold therapy. I know cold showers and ice baths help so much. Not my cup of tea, although I know sometimes this stuff, and I, this is something I actually love about all of this work, is you realize half of you is coming from your perception of yourself and what you've thought you were your entire life and you can change that at any point in time like I used to think I hated working out and I love working out now I stopped attaching to that identity of somebody who doesn't like intense workouts and became open to them and I actually love them um so I am staying open to cold showers and ice baths instead of being like I can't do cold therapy or I don't like cold therapy I'm not a cold person that's how I've identified my whole life, but I am going to try it because you know what? Maybe I can become that or am that already. But I definitely love hot therapy, hot shower, hot bath. Changing our body temperature really helps with regulating the nervous system. Okay, and then last right now, or at least the last thing that's coming to mind for me for this right now is meditation. And it's so interesting to me because I have had an on and off relationship with meditation over the last year and a half, I would say. And I have always noticed myself being more calm, more at ease, more present, more focused, and less anxious when I have a consistent meditation practice. And I didn't know why until diving into Joe Dispenza's work. And it's really, really cool. And this is meditation is actually something that I find to be helpful when I am just anxious or when I'm anxious and I know what's making me anxious. Like it works in pretty much any and every situation. And here's why it works. Meditation, you slow down your brain waves. And through doing that, you're able to access your subconscious mind and regulate your nervous system. So as I was talking about earlier, as I said earlier, our brain is usually in beta or high beta during the day. Unless we drop into like a creative flow, then it's in alpha. But both beta and alpha, our brain, our analytical mind is active and working. And our analytical mind is a barrier to our subconscious. So babies, when they're born, they are, their brain is in, oh gosh, I think it's delta. I hope I don't mess this up. <laughs> I will, I will fix this if I'm wrong. Um, I'm new to learning some like the neuroscience here, but I believe babies, their brains are in Delta. But then once they're a couple years old, they move into Theta. And Theta is, there's no analytical mind. And with no analytical mind, your brain is very suggestible. And that means that it is very easily accepting of any information you feed it. So 
this is why people say it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. There, It's because when you are young, your brain doesn't have that analytical mind, which is the barrier to absorbing information and your subconscious to make it harder and slower to learn new information. It just accepts it and learns it and incorporates it quickly and easily. And then when you're around seven or eight, your analytical mind starts to develop and it gets harder and harder and harder to learn new information to change your brain. Obviously, it's not that hard because we still are learning all the way through college and I have seen my parents learn and change and grow. Like it is completely possible. It's just not as quick and easy. So meditation, the reason why it's so powerful is, first of all, you you are actually calming your nervous system when you're meditating. You are slowing down your brain waves. And in slowing down your brain waves, and this is kind of how it ties into part two, or it doesn't even need to tie into part two, whether or not you know what you're anxious about, you can feed yourself positive affirmations and truths. Once you get, when you're really meditating and dropping in, which to me means getting down to being in theta, which means I am conscious but my body is resting and there is no analytical mind working and just consciousness, my brain is able to accept anything that I think or feed it or say. And so what I love to do is not only visualize the future that I want to create and teach that to my body emotionally and make that new reality feel normal and safe and expected, have my body experience that outcome before it's even happened in my reality. I also like to work on the fears and the limiting beliefs and things that I have that are creating the anxiety in my life. Again, our thoughts create our reality and some of these thoughts are subconscious. We're not even aware of them. They're just so programmed into us and this is a much quicker and more powerful way to eliminate them. And so I will sometimes just spend time saying things like, I am safe, good things are happening to me, I am on the right track, everything is working together for me, I don't need to stress or worry, I can trust, and anything else that really is related to what I've been struggling with. Um, I kind of try to set intentions for what I want to work on before I go into meditation. But it has just been, I can't tell you the difference, especially doing these ones that I've been doing now from Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and Joe Dispenza, I'm just feeling so much more peace and I am, I'm feeling these major shifts in my subconscious thinking and feeling and programming shift so much quicker than it ever has in my life. And you know I've been doing this work for the last like year and a half here, two years, I've been working to rewire my brain and choose better thoughts but this is just kind of (laughs) like quantum leaping or shortcutting the whole healing and rewiring process so highly highly recommend meditation and by the way you don't have to use Joe Dispenza's meditations to do this Um, there's so many amazing apps out there that help with meditation and can get you into a theta state um I've used Sam Harris's with the Waking Up app before. I've used, I use, I still use the Superhuman app. Sometimes I'll just use meditation music, frequency music on the Superhuman app. So you can really, you know, pick your flavor of person and music and amount of talking or lack of talking that really helps you get into this theta state in your brain and then do the work yourself. 
I like Joe's because they are they're literally created to get you into the right state of mind to be able to then do subconscious work and manifestation work but you can pick whatever you want but my point is this stuff is really 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 powerful for anxiety and I feel like the biggest thing that has helped me with overcoming anxiety is rewiring my brain and that kind of takes me into the last thing I wanted to talk about which is kind of more more when you do know what's making you anxious and for me I didn't realize how much fear I had in my life surrounding things not working out me messing things up outcomes yeah like I just was always so afraid of what I would do or what I would say and if it was wrong what might happen or just oh my gosh what if this other thing went wrong I was just constantly worried about things not working out me messing up and so I've just done so 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 much work and this is why I actually love affirmations and affirmations were kind of once I really started to learn how to regulate my nervous system they were the main way I was working to rewire my brain and change my thoughts I would identify the ones that were not good, express, accept, and then put in better thoughts. And if you can figure out and kind of dive deep, and this took a lot of journaling and a lot of really getting to know myself and self-awareness, but if you can figure out what thoughts are actually really creating the anxiety and come up with affirmations that feel good to you that are the opposite of those and just Every time, shift back, shift back, shift back. Whenever you're feeling anxious, regulate yourself, shift back, put these good thoughts into your head. You will change your brain and your mind over time. And you will start having your brain create different chemicals and that will create different feelings and emotions in your body and that will create different behaviors and dynamics and you will manifest differently in your life. You'll create different realities. And I think this is what I mean kind of or one of the things I mean by manifestation changed my life. I I really had a fire lit under my ass to do this work when I learned about manifestation because for, for me, my process of manifestation starts out on getting clear on what I want. Obviously, I wanted to have my life work out, <laughs> to be happy, to be healthy, to be stable, to be whole, to have abundance, to have love. And I would get clear on what I wanted. And then step two and step three are remove blocks, which most of those are limiting beliefs or negative feelings, which come from limiting beliefs, as I've explained, um, and then replace with better. And so I was so excited to create different realities in my life. At first, my motivation was, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And I was just spending so much time rewiring, 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 um, and then supporting that through listening to podcasts and reading books from people who were preaching these messages that this is why it's all working out. This is why you're creating your reality. Just helping me get into this place of believing in my power that I can create my own reality, that the universe does work with me to support me, that I am the one driving the car here kind of in terms of the life I'm creative creating, even though I, I know my analogy is kind of not making full sense. I guess maybe driving the car is not the right word. I'm putting in the destination in the app, in the Uber app, and the universe is taking me there. It wants to take me there. It wants to work with me. Um, I, I'm not going to mess things up like we can always shift back we can always choose better things are still always working out for our best to help us get us to 
the place we want to go. And even when they're hard, it's usually to remove something that's holding us back or not serving us or not what we want or to help teach us a lesson to help us embody more of what we want. Like it just helped me really shift from this fear scarcity mindset into a faith and abundance mindset and affirmations rewiring the limiting beliefs when I would discover them and just even general positive good affirmations have made such a difference in my life and it's just so funny because you know early early on in this I was like am I delusional like what if I'm wrong what if I'm like this isn't true and like I am making up this stuff and you know, like all the limiting beliefs then came up about manifestation and doing this work and affirmations. And I've just seen my life get nothing but better and better. I've seen myself get nothing but happier and happier and more peaceful and more confident and more empowered and more happy and actually be less and less in fight or flight. And which when you're in fight or flight, really hard to fully be in your purpose and serve others because you're worried about your own safety. You have so much energy being put into keeping yourself safe. And I've just seen myself be able to show up more for other people because I'm not constantly freaking out that like my life is falling apart or bad things are happening. And like it, it, those thoughts were so deeply ingrained in me. It was my way of living and being and feeling. It was a hardwired programming. Um, I think it's neurons that wire together, fire together. Whenever you have a thought, there's new pathways formed in the brain. And the ones that you repeat over and over and over again become the pathways. And this hardware, the way our body works, then becomes a software program that you are literally giving your power to. We give our power to these subconscious automatic programs in our body, the 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 repetitive thoughts. Studies show that our thoughts are, I think, 85% negative, 95% repetitive. And then that creates the chemicals and the feelings. And then we live that way. We put out a signal into the universe from that. We broadcast, we manifest, we create dynamics from that. And so, yeah, I just, if you get anything out of this, it's just, I hope, a very loving and empowering message that you really have so much power and it can seem daunting and overwhelming at first and it can seem like does this really work this seems too simple or to be good to be true and I hope my story inspires you and these things that have helped me and tips I hope they just help you know that it doesn't you don't have to live a slave to fear and anxiety and your emotions You can choose to change. You can choose to pick better thoughts and to start creating better feelings and to have that be the subconscious program that you're living by. And I'm telling you, life is just, it's it's really pretty freaking awesome when you've got good thoughts repeatedly happening in your head and those are your status quo. It's just, yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I mean by a magical human experience. Like, to this morning when I woke up and I had all this anxiety, this is not my status quo anymore. But waking up in sheer panic was my status quo for a lot of my life. Waking up not wanting to get out of bed was my status quo for a lot of my life. And it's not anymore. It's excitement, enthusiasm, <laughs> and and waiting to see how the universe is going to surprise me and what good is going to come today and what magic's going to happen and 
that's led to me being able to really receive and, and enjoy life, be so present and at ease that I can receive the beauty in the ocean that I live next to, the people that I spend my time with, the food that I'm eating. Maybe that's not beauty, that's deliciousness, but I've just like, I'm able to savor life because I'm not in fight or flight constantly. And I'm trusting that this is what's meant for me and what I deserve and I can create more of it and it's it's here to stay. It's not here to go, especially the more I choose to create it and accept it. So I love you guys. I hope this is really empowering. And if you have any questions, if you need support, please reach out to me. Um, I, I Yes, I obviously have coaching programs, but even just as somebody here who cares about you as a friend, like DM me. I'm here to build you up, girl. I'm here to, to answer a question or help you in any way I can, give you a, a resource, a book that helped me, um, whatever it might be. If I can help, I'm really here to do that and would be honored to do that. And yeah, I love you and I hope you guys have a fantastic week.